0: Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Dr. Michael Yusuf pausing to pay tribute to mums on leading the way. Hello, my friends. Blessed Mother's Day.
1: Like many of you, I had a great mother who prayed for me. And I am so privileged to know many wonderful moms. And that is why today's message on the marvelous mom is going to be an encouragement to all moms but also to all the children who appreciate and are blessed by great moms. So I want you to stay tuned. Proverbs 31, will you turn to it with me please and follow it? Because in these 22 verses, the Word of God clearly describes all of the marvelous moms that have been, are, and will come. With very, 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 very few exceptions, most of us, if not all of us, can testify to how marvelous our moms are. Some time ago, someone said that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. And I couldn't agree more. For I can stand here, and I can tell you, and I've told you through the years, of the great moms that produced some great men from St. Augustine to John Wesley— And Charles Wesley's mom, Susanna Wesley, marvelous mothers through the years and through the history. But I want us to look at the Scripture. I want us to examine the Scripture and look at how the Scripture describes the marvelous mom. Here are the ten things that I want to share with you about marvelous moms. First of all, in verse 10, she is marvelous in her worth. Solomon, King Solomon, who messed up royally. I mean, really royal messed up in compromise, in disobedience to God. The Holy Spirit, right in the midst of his own failure, guides him to the great qualities of the marvelous mom. She is marvelous in her worth. Look at verse 10 with me. A wife of noble character who can find... She is worth more than rubies. This actually can read also, fortunate or blessed is the man who can find her. She is priceless. See, Solomon looks at his moral failure and his moral compromise and he contrasts it to godly women. He said that the strength of her moral character and moral qualities is priceless. There is no price he can name next to that. Most likely, Solomon was thinking of his great-great-grandmother, Ruth. There is no doubt in my mind that this is whom he was thinking of. Because of her sterling qualities, Ruth was called in the Bible a virtuous woman. And the most important thing about this is that she was a Gentile, not a Jew. She was not a Jewish woman. She was a Gentile woman. Ruth... The Moabite drank deeply from the teaching of her mother-in-law, Naomi, about the God of Israel. She learned so much from her mother-in-law about who is this God of Israel. And she came to believe in Him. She came to be faithful like He is. She came to trust Him wholeheartedly. And you see it throughout her life. She came to try to imitate his faithfulness by being faithful to her mother-in-law, and thus God privileged her to be the great-grandmother of King David. She is marvelous in her worth. Secondly, she is marvelous in her wholeness. Look at verses 11 and 12. Now, please, 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 ladies, do not mistake wholeness with perfection. Are you with me? Ladies, None of us will attain perfection before heaven. We're not going to attain perfection in this lifetime. Perfection belongs to God alone. Perfection is unattainable in this lifetime. I am absolutely convinced, just listen to me, I am absolutely convinced that the sooner we all grasp this fact, the less stressful life will be. Amen belongs here. Wholeness is that quality that all marvelous moms have they anticipate our needs and meet them before we do they finish our sentences for us <laughs> uh, they are so dependable in every way they're always building up their family and not tearing them down they always say the right thing at the right time which reminds me of that marvelous mom when her son was so discouraged depressed and he came home and he said mom everyone in the world hates me she said son Not everyone in the world had the privilege of meeting you. (laughs) That is a marvelous mom. She is marvelous in her worth. She is marvelous in her wholeness. Amen. Now, she is marvelous in her workmanship. Look at verses 13, 14, and 15. Marvelous mom is never idle. Marvelous moms are not spending their time looking for the next adventure. Marvelous moms are forever occupied of meeting her family's needs. That is, physical needs, emotional needs, spiritual needs. And here Solomon talks about wool and flax. Well, of course, today the modern generation of women do not knit like they used to in the old days. After all, garments are so cheap now. (laughs) They used to do it because they was expensive. They couldn't get them already made. But let me tell you, I have watched how many moms today are going non-stop. I mean, most moms today are logging more miles in their cars than the average taxi driver. I mean, in addition to cooking and tutoring and sewing and mending and, and cheerleading of her kids and counseling her kids and being a nurse and all of that, after all of that work, some of them... Even try to get part-time job to help with little extra expenses. If I have a word of counsel to young dads from this grandfather, it would be this. Be very sure to give your wife a break. Be sure to give your wife a break. Amen. She is marvelous in her worth. She is marvelous in her wholeness. She is marvelous in her workmanship. And then she is marvelous in her wealth management. Some of you are cringing and said, what wealth are you talking about? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Have you seen my credit card bill? Well, the only reason I had to come up with that, uh, because I was looking for a word that starts with W, (laughs) so it doesn't break the flow of my outline. I couldn't come up with a better one. (laughs) Amen. But marvelous moms stretch a dollar further than a rubber band. (laughs) They are super shoppers. They are coupon clippers. Uh, they're forever finding bargains and, and low prices. A friend of mine told me something years and years and years and years ago. I have never forgotten it. He said, My wife, if she sees something cost ten dollars, she thinks it's an outrageous price. But if it's nine ninety-five, it's a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> she is marvelous in her worth. She is marvelous in her wholeness. She is marvelous in her workmanship. She is marvelous in her wealth management. And number five, she is marvelous in her willingness to serve. Look at verse 20. She opened her arms to the poor and extend her hands to the needy. Some women in this church who serve inside and outside of the church, who are so faithfully give themselves in service It is so overwhelming at times when I see this, and I I see and I know more than they think I do. And yet, they never want anybody to know about it. They do all of their ministry behind the scenes, knowing that only God can reward them properly. As I was growing up, I watched how my mother gave of herself so generously, not just to our family, but to lots of people in our towns, too many to number. In fact, she was known as a go-to woman in our town in times of crisis and in times of need. And yet she permitted no one to speak of what she does, especially in her presence, would not allow any of us to talk about it. Her anonymity was so important to her because she realized that her reward is in heaven and it's in God and not in the praise of people. So I'll never forget the day of her funeral. Back in 1964, the pastor who, 16 years earlier, literally asked her to risk her life and to have me, when all the doctors said she shouldn't, that same pastor preached at her funeral. And he said something that, again, I'll never forget to the day I die. He said, today, a very expensive bottle of perfume has been broken, and all of us can experience its beautiful aroma. He said that while she was living, she permitted no one to speak of her serving and of her giving of herself. But now she's in heaven. We can freely speak of her acts of kindness and mercy to everyone. Marvelous moms are able to change the world without anyone even knowing their names. Indeed, their investments, their serving ministry extends to many generations to come. And so let me remind you again, she is marvelous in her worth. She is marvelous in her wholeness. She is marvelous in her workmanship. She is marvelous in her wealth management. And number five, she is marvelous in her willingness to serve. Number six, she is marvelous in her watchfulness. Look at verse 21 with me, please. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are closed in scarlet. During Solomon's time, and even to this day, in that part of the world, it doesn't snow very often. It's a rare occurrence. But it would, every now and again, it would snow in Mount Hermon, but not necessarily in the valley. But even so, rare as this is, why does Solomon talk about her not being taken by surprise in those rare days when it snows? He is telling us that she anticipated the need, even if it is a rare occurrence. I think that we all can testify to how marvelous moms, when you forget something, she remembers. When you don't think, it's done. She plans ahead and bails you out of a jam over and over and over again. You don't believe me? Just look at their purses. I mean, you'll be absolutely amazed what you're going to find there. (laughs) Can openers. (laughs) I mean, it is amazing. Letter openers, paper and pen, maps. Today, everything you need is on mom's iPhone. (laughs) And now the kids go to it. (laughs) Anticipates the need of the family. Because the marvelous mom, she's marvelous in her worth. She's marvelous in her wholeness. She's marvelous in her workmanship. She's marvelous in her wealth management. She's marvelous in her willingness to serve. She is marvelous in her watchfulness. And number seven, she is marvelous in her wisdom. Look at verses 22 all the way to 25. She takes pride in her family, not only outward appearance, but inward appearance as well. She takes pride in the character developments in her children. And and she takes pride when she sees them making right choices. Uh, She takes pride in her husband's successes. She's not competing with him. She's completing him. She takes pride in her husband being respected in the community. That's what sitting at the gate means. Uh, She takes pride in the fact that she is God's instrument for his success. Uh, She takes pride... When her children are praised for the good and godly character. She is clothed with strength and dignity and she can laugh at the days to come. What does that mean? Listen carefully. It means that she is optimistic about the future. Why? Because while she does not know what the future holds, she knows who holds the future. She knows the Lord. Because she knows that God is in control, regardless of what the circumstances bring. And she knows that God is in control, and she's not. That God is in control of her life, that God is in control of her family life, and so she faces the future with optimism. She laughs. That's what he means here. No fear, but faith. She is marvelous, number eight, in her wholesome speech. Look at 26 and 27. Her speech salted with salt. She knows when a word of rebuke is needed. She knows when a word of kindness is needed. She knows when a word of encouragement is needed. She knows when there's a word of conviction is needed. Look at verse 26. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction on her tongue. What does that mean? It means that she's not griping and complaining all the time, that she's not forever whining about everything, that she's not forever gossiping or slandering. No, sir, she is a marvelous mom. She controls her tongue and speaks a word of wisdom in due season. In fact, Solomon is saying that those who speak with kindness, they are actually teachers of kindness. You say, how come? because their example rubs off on everybody that comes across them. And beloved, let me tell you, other than my own mother and my own wife, uh, the two women that I've studied very closely, both Monica, the mother of St. Augustine, and Susanna Wesley, I want to give you an example of that incredible wisdom that this woman was renowned for. When John Wesley went to Oxford University... Just like going, even today, going to university is a shock to the system. I mean, he was like everybody else, got to Oxford, and he saw the students there were drinking excessively, uh, even back then. So, he was literally shell-shocked, and he wrote his mother, Susanna, he wrote her a note telling her about this, and asked her for her wisdom. Here's her reply. Listen carefully. My son... Remember that anything that increases the authority of the body over the mind is an evil thing. <laughs> I mean, just few words packed with wisdom. Oh yes, marvelous moms have wisdom and wholesome words to speak in due season. For she is marvelous in her worth. Marvelous in her wholeness, Marvelous in her workmanship, Marvelous in her wealth management, Marvelous in her willingness to serve, Marvelous in her watchfulness, Marvelous in her wisdom, Marvelous in her wholesome speech. Number nine, she is Marvelous in her worthiness of praise. Verse 28, her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also. You know, I've talked to enough people in the ordained ministry to know that the greatest reward—and I know I speak for the majority, not for (laughs) everybody—but if I understood women as I have ministered through the years, they're not looking for this big shiny stuff and expensive things. What they're looking for is gratitude from their family, thankfulness, recognition of their selfless giving of themselves. There's a story told about G. Campbell Morgan. G. Campbell Morgan had four sons. All of them were preachers. And so they had a family reunion. And as you know, you can't control the family you have. One of those scallywags, you know, member of the family, kind of looked at the Morgan family and he said, of all five preachers in the Morgan family, who is the best preacher? Well, of course, the boys kind of politely looked toward their father. At that moment, Mr. Morgan said, let me stop you right here and tell you that the best preacher in the Morgan household is Mrs. Morgan. (laughs) Amen. That can be said of my own wife, I can tell you that. Marvelous moms do their fair share of preaching, even not always using words. And it's no wonder that their preaching is lasting, it's enduring, because it is lived out day in and day out. Finally, marvelous mom is a worshiping mom. Look with me, please, at verse 29, 30, and 31. Charm is deceptive, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Well, you can substitute fear the Lord for worshiping the Lord. Fear for worship. A worshiper of the Lord is to be praised. In Isaiah 49, God trying to explain His enduring love for His people even though they doubted it. In using human language, He said, can a mother forget her baby at her breast? And then He goes to the impossibility. Even in some very, very strenuous circumstances, they may forget. But I will never forget you. There may be someone here today who has been tempted that God has forgotten you, or thinking that God had forsaken you, that God has abandoned you, that God has forgotten about you. Well, think of the love of a marvelous mom. Think of how a mom can never abandon her child, and then multiply her love a million times, and you'll get close to comprehending the love of the Father. He can never forget you, nor forsake you. It is not in his nature. The very sacrificial nature of moms makes us look at the cross, lifts our eyes to see the cross of Jesus, and when you look at the cross, you can quickly be jolted of how much your heavenly Father loves you and that he loved you so much that he gave his only one begotten son. On that cross for you. How can you doubt the love of someone who has done so much?
0: Dr. Michael Yusuf, focusing your attention on the marvelous mums in your life. In fact, Michael has a real poignant illustration that will put a nice bow on today's program. He'll have that in just a moment or two. First, though, think about how fortunate you are today. This weekend, you'll gather with family and friends either at church or in your online community without any concern that the government will step in and enforce who and how you worship, which is unlike many areas of the world. In some places, Christians cannot gather due to fear for their lives and the lives of their family and associates. But Leading the Way is thankful that we're able to be a part of sharing the message of the gospel and allowing people to dig deeper into what it means to live a life as a Christian. Here's a number to learn more of the global impact of leading the way: one three hundred one double three five eight nine one three hundred one double three five eight nine, or online at ltw dot org, ltw dot org. Well, here's Dr. Yusuf to finish out today's program.
1: Years ago, a young mom was making her way across the hills of South Wales in England. She was carrying a little baby in her arms, but she was overtaken by a blinding blizzard. She never reached her destination. When the blizzard subsided, her baby was found by the searcher under a mound of snow. Here's what they discovered as they dug that mound. That before her death, mom has taken her outer garments and she wrapped it around her baby. When the rescuer unwrapped the child to their utter amazement and joy, the baby was alive and well. She not only wrapped the baby with her outer garments, she mounted her own body over his, in effect, giving her life for her son. She proved the depth of a mother's love by giving up hers. Now, beloved, this is what the Son of God did for us in redeeming us eternally in saving us, not just for this life and in this life, but for eternity, forever and ever and ever. On the cross, Jesus paid the wages of my sin and your sin and the sin of everyone who acknowledges their sin and received the payment on the cross to be for their sins and to receive Jesus as Savior and Lord and repent of their sins. That's the price. The pure, sinless blood of Jesus was put out on the cross for you. Now, some sources have said that this young boy grew up to be one of England's fine prime ministers, be that as it may. Comprehending the love of God can move you to do great and mighty things for God. Now, if there's a person here today who have never comprehended the indescribable love of Christ dying on the cross for you, You can do that today. You can say, Lord Jesus, you died for me, sinless for a sinner, pure for a renegade, and because you want me to know that you love me. Father, your word says that you do not leave yourself without a witness. Thank you that you have chosen a mother's love to remind every one of us that you loved us beyond measure.
0: Want to know more about God and how to have a relationship with Him? Visit ltw.org slash Jesus, ltw.org slash Jesus. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Yusuf.